Hey, it's Andrew, and I wanted to thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. Did you know that you can subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast on Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or wherever you get your podcasts to have new episodes delivered to your feed twice a week on Wednesday and Friday? All you have to do is pick up your phone, navigate to your podcast app, and search for Door County or Door County Pulse podcast and click subscribe. If you're a longtime listener or if this is your first episode, we hope you enjoy the Door County Pulse podcast. And welcome to One on One, a Door County Pulse interview series. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm joined today by Celeste Benchwall, news writer for The Pulse. How are you, Celeste? Doing well, thank you. Good, good to have you back. Uh, our guest today is John Mueller. John, you have a bunch of different titles. Drummer, owner of Within Things. I mean, how would you describe yourself? Oh, my. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess all those things, really. Depends what, what hat I'm wearing at that time. Yeah. So, John, you've got a couple things coming up this weekend. We're going to talk about the Wellness Festival as we get into it. But why don't we start kind of with your background? Tell me a little about about yourself and uh, uh, what you do, what brought you to Door County, all that kind of stuff. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, it's it's somewhat complicated. Uh, I mean, I've been a drummer and a musician for, for much of my life, probably since I was around 15 years old. I uh, became pretty active in music really quickly right off the bat. Um, I've done a lot with that, still do a lot with it. It's really an important part of my life. But I've also uh, never done that, you know, full time necessarily. I've always had other things going on, um, different kinds of work. Um, I actually have an MBA, so I'm very interested in business and how people interact on that level. So, um, yeah, I've always been involved in some sort of marketing role professionally, and um, uh, currently that's in whole food nutrition. So that's how sort of I came up uh, with with Jess to be involved in the Wellness Festival. And then um, the gong side of it, which pulls from my music, part of my life, that plays, you know, a hand in in this festival too and makes sense. And then I'll also be um, sort of representing within things as well. Um, When guests arrive, I'll be doing a, a DJ mix of music that we carry in the shop. So Cool. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the Wellness Festival and stuff after the break here shortly, but uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about your, your Door County ties? Did you grow up here? Or did you move here after the fact? No, we just moved here late 2017. Um, my parents have a place up here, and we've been coming up here for a number of years just to hang out. Um, but at this point now, my parents are considering uh, going full-time up here. So uh, my mom's health isn't the greatest, so when that change started happening, we thought, um, you know, what's what's up there for us? What what could we get into up there? And then my wife lost her job after 21 years uh, at Verizon Wireless. And so then it was like, all right, you know, does she go back into the corporate world down there? Or do we, we're from Milwaukee, by the way, or, you know, do we, do we pursue this and, and look into this and see what we can do? So we came up with all sorts of ideas of like, what, what would life be like up here? Um, and yeah, I, I don't know, we just kept kind of coming back to this idea of this curiosity shop. And, um, you know, we talked to Celeste about this recently. And it was kind of crazy because, you know, we talked to some friends that we have up here and, you know, said, well, what about something like this? What about something, you know, that had this kind of stuff or that? And and they were like, eh, I don't think so, you know, because it, it, it's sort of an unknown and, and they weren't sure and we weren't sure. But in the end, like, that's what was in our hearts. And we thought, you know, we have to just try this. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, at least we did what we wanted to do. And, you know, that's probably the best idea uh, rather than just trying to, like, find something that we can sell someone. And then we're five years in and we're just like, well, we don't even care about this you know 
So it, it's meaningful to us, and you know, we'll do it as long as people are interested. And, and actually, the response has been really great so far. So um, all things are positive right now. So you and Celeste met before. Celeste, you wrote an article about Within Things. Yes. Uh, so you got to meet John and, and talk through that kind of stuff, right? Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, the shop has all sorts of cool stuff. There's a ton of records, um, like historical books, candles, like tincture bottles, um, you know, incense, all that sort of stuff. So it was really cool to look at all that. And you had said it's kind of like an intense extension of your home. Do you want to just kind of like talk about how, like what your interest is in all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. I Both my wife and I have always been interested in old things, um, antique things, but things that have some sort of like mystery to them or mystique. And um, so we've kind of always been drawn to that kind of stuff and collected those kinds of things. As a musician with touring, you know, I've always sort of, you know, gotten things from different places that, that kind of fit into that. And it was fun to bring those things home and say, oh, look at this thing I got in, you know, whatever country or whatever state. And then over time, I felt like, you know, we were, we were getting so much stuff. It was getting to that point where like, well, we could almost open a store. Um, you know, we moved houses a few times and with every time you'd move, you'd, you know, either look to get rid of things that wouldn't fit in the new place or, or something. So when we came up here, we really thought, okay, well, let's, let's take a, a percentage of this stuff and, and consider it for the shop and then um, really start looking hard to acquire things to not only fulfill the rest of the store, but to, you know, create a pipeline ongoing so that, you know, as things sell out, we have a resource to get more. Because, I mean, some of this stuff is really rare. And so you can't just be like, oh, we're out of the super rare thing. Let's go get another one, you know. Right. So that's been, I'd say, a, a challenge with this. But that's really also the fun is sort of not just pursuing things leisurely, but you know, it's kind of there's a game element to it. Like the cool thing sold. Now we got to find the other cool thing to fill that spot. Right. What kind of things are you interested in? What kind of things do you stock the shop with? Well, like Celeste said, um, a lot of books, a lot of music. Um, I would say I was thinking more about this after we talked, but like um, everything sort of has this there's a there's like a non-mainstreamism to everything. So like all the music that we carry isn't anything that's like, um, and I'm, I'm somewhat generalizing here, but none of the music I would say was made by people looking to advance their career. So a lot of it is like traditional ethnic music, um, you know, things that came from a certain region or a, a, a community of people that was really about this expression of this community or expression of people at a certain time. Um, outsider artists, things like that. Like people who were just really sort of channeling this voice within them um, into some sort of creative form and you know the books too they're all really small press um if they're new or if they're they're old books you know they're rare and they're about sort of obscure topics and and weird things just because it's interesting you know it's like there's all sorts of stuff you can go out there and read that's like you know i I, my undergrad was in english literature so you know i understand the flow of a story and once you read enough novels it's just like even though you don't know what's going to happen you kind of know the general direction of the storyline but i really got into nonfiction, particularly like sort of weird and obscure topics because yeah, uh, I found that that's where more of the surprises were for me. So a lot of the books are like that. The art is all, um, you know, limited edition prints of you know, sort of tied into old traditions, uh, the Frachter style that we talked about in Sharon Schnitt. So uh, these old German uh, styles of, of artwork that, you know, people today are sort of carrying on that tradition. So that's really interesting to me, like this idea of taking something from the past too and sort of reinventing it for, for our current times and if having it feel new again. Um, I know we'll talk about this more related to the wellness festival but like whole grains are sort of in that same realm where it's like it's an old thing but it's sort of becoming this new thing because people are like quote unquote discovering now right so you guys are located kind of nestled into Ephraim next to the soup shop no and we Pipe. moved you did yeah where's the new location so at? we're right downtown Sturgeon Bay on 3rd Avenue now gotcha yeah. and uh, so did you open that new location recently or in March yeah. okay 
Yeah. And how's the new location treating you? So far, so good. I mean, we're waiting for, you know, everyone to show up yet. But um, yeah, I'd say in terms of just foot traffic so far, even it's it's been above Ephraim this time of year because there's not much going on there until right. uh, really till later. But yeah, that's good. I think because we're new and because we are kind of a niche store, we need to have at least some, you know, full-time traffic year-round to, to make it work. Um, right. We just realized after doing a summer in Ephraim that it was going to be challenging to, to survive, you know, on that kind of schedule. Sure. Are you going to miss getting soup every day for lunch? I'm going to miss just being there. That was a really great spot. I mean, driving up there and like pulling in and getting out and walking, it just, there was a feeling there. Um, that's really important to me. So I'll miss that for sure. But yeah, Paul is an old friend and I'll miss seeing him regularly. And, um, and Leroy's next door. It was great. It was a nice little community there. So I'll miss that. But, you know, I think we're in a great spot too. Yeah. Well, and like you said, I mean, Sturgeon Bay's got people out walking on Third Avenue every day, rain or shine. Yep. So yep. Um, it's a good location, especially for a shop like yours where you just need to get people through the doors. Right. You can't really shop online for your place and, and see what kind of stuff you have because it's always changing. Yeah. So you got to yep. get people in the doors to see the cool stuff that you have. Exactly. Exactly. So how does the percussion fit into your day-to-day now? I mean, what are you doing drum-wise while you're running the shop? Well, Teresa really is in charge of the shop, so I'm just sort of there behind the scenes, essentially. I'm drumming. I, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty involved still. Um, I do a lot of touring still. I had just had a, a, a few records come out uh, this year so far. Uh, I have a, a new solo record coming out on June 7th, and I'll be doing another tour for that in, in the middle of June. So, yeah, staying active. And on the drive here, I was listening to mixes for the following record after that, and so I'm, I'm yeah, I'm trying to keep the pipeline full as much as I can. Um, doing music that like I do for as long as I have, it doesn't get any easier. You know, it's not like most work where you can sort of build up this reputation or this credibility or this this body of work and you just sort of keep riding it. Um, it's it's a constant hustle. I mean, very easily you can just get forgotten about because there's so much out there and there's so many options to pay attention to that, you know, you're gone for a few months or a year or something and yeah, everybody's forgotten, so to speak. You know? So it's it's really, it, it's a lot of work to keep not only that the public knowledge present, but also just work on your own uh, work and, you know, your creativity and, and what your ideas are and, and, and playing, you know, and, and, and translating those ideas into something real. Um, it's It takes a lot of practice. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we jump into the Wellness Festival and what you've got coming up this Friday? I think that's that's good. Cool. Then why don't we take a break real quick, and when we come back, we're going to jump into the Wellness Festival. You're doing gong meditation on Friday night, so mm-hmm. we'll get into that, and we'll we'll, uh, we'll figure out what that is. As soon as I heard that you're doing gong meditation, my mind was ablaze with possibilities because... I didn't even know it was a thing. So Mm -hmm. we'll jump into that. We'll learn all about it. Um, But let's take a break real quick. And when we come back, we'll get into it. They call themselves the Stradivarius Builders of Sturgeon Bay because the guys at Palmer Johnson were artists in wood and metalwork, anything you imagine. They did it so beautifully well. The first fishermen came down the lake from Pankin Island who worked their way along the north shore of Lake Michigan, and they came because of the whitefish. The whitefish were abundant. In 1945, 2,000 German prisoners of war came to Door County and picked cherries for just one harvest season. Peninsula Filmworks is dedicated to telling the stories of Door County, past, present, and future. To learn more about the history of shipbuilding in Sturgeon Bay, to see how the cherry became a Door County icon, or to watch the peninsula's last remaining fishermen brave the waters to haul in thousands of pounds of whitefish daily, and the many other incredible stories produced with the Door County Visitor Bureau, visit doorcounty.com slash ourdoorcounty.
Okay, we are back. So, John, you are doing gong meditation at the Wellness Festival. Can you can you take us a step back and tell us a little bit about the Wellness Festival and how you got involved and that kind of stuff first? Sure. Well, Jess there approached me about wanting to do it. Uh, she just had a, a very vague idea of, of what was going to be involved in it. Um, I offered some insight to her on potential speakers. And so we, we talked a little bit about, you know, the kinds of things that might be involved in it. Um, and then she reached back out to me and said, hey, do you want to do um, anything with, with gongs? Do you want to, you know, talk about um, your other line of work with with the whole food nutrition? Because it does, you know, a lot of what I do is ties into wellness on some level. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing as much as I can. So I've got the the DJ welcome session, um, which I'll be playing some some ambient records that we have within things. Um, and then I'll be doing the gong meditation that night. And then on Saturday, I'll be doing the talk on whole food nutrition. So the wellness festival is at the Donald and Carol Crest Pavilion this weekend. Uh, things are kicking off Friday, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah. And, and what kinds of things can people expect to see throughout the whole weekend? There's a lot, actually. I mean, there there are a number of sessions focused on on different kinds of food. There's some different uh, talks on different meditation uh, ideas. There's, uh, yeah, there is a, a number of food things. CBD is also a big topic right now. I know there's a session on that. Um, yoga. And then there is another woman doing, uh, some, I don't know if she'll be actually playing gongs, but I've gone to one of her gong sessions before. Chris Simonic, she's going to do a, a talk on healing with sound. Um, so that should be pretty interesting, too. Um, is CBD blowing up right now? Because it's all I've heard for like the past three weeks. CBD is Definitely. totally crazy right now. So I was just at a conference in North Carolina last week, and yeah, CBD was like all over it, and it wasn't there last year. So it's it's a big deal. Like I think you can buy it in most gas stations now, which is always the sign for it. it's everywhere. <laughs> you know? Did did something change recently that people just started like that were able to use it, or is it something that's been around for a while and just like spiked in popularity? No, the laws have changed, and that's yeah. It, you know, clearly people were doing some work um, to prepare for that. There was news that the laws were possibly going to change. And then, yeah, once they did, that's when floodgates opened. Yeah, I just uh, officially moved up here for Madison and they like opened five new shops at least just for CBD. So yeah. it's definitely popping up. Yeah. So let's get into the gong meditation portion of this. What is gong meditation and, and how did you learn about it? Well, it's sort of difficult for me to, to define gong meditation. Uh, I'd say from my perspective, I perform with gongs, um, both in a musical realm and in a yoga studio realm. And I'm interested in just the the sounds of them and the, the dynamic of uh, the experience. All these different frequencies and vibrations happening in a room is really interesting to me. Now, I think because it's not music that's, you know, entertaining the way song-structured music is, there's a meditative element to it. I think it's an opportunity to be able to not watch a performance, but close your eyes and just really absorb in the sound. So there's a meditation quality to that. I've done stuff at yoga studios where people actually fell asleep. And now in, in a musical round, that would be really offensive, you know, a performer would be upset by that. And I think it's really great because it's, it's a way to use sound in a way that relaxes people to such a state that they're comfortable doing that and it's it's not rude it's not some kind of you know oddity I think it's a sign that that's those sounds really made that person relax and um, well great yeah. for you too because if you're scheduled for an hour and you can get them to sleep in 25 minutes then you can take a break I can take a huge break and then just bring it back at the end yeah no, I've never done that but yeah it's I don't know I, I think there's something uh, interesting about that so I've sort of bounced between the the music world with gongs and the the yoga studio world with gongs and so this weekend will obviously be more um, a 
about the the meditation wellness side. However, if people feel compelled to just sit and watch, because it is, you know, gongs are sort of beautiful instruments, and they're it's not something you see every day. So if somebody does want to just sit there and watch it, you can do that too. That's fine. Well, go ahead and explain this to me like I'm a child, because I really don't get it. How do you play a gong outside of just the one big hammer smash? Yeah. So my parents ask that all the time. Like, yeah, you know, I tell them I'm going on tour and I'm just playing gongs, and they're just like they completely don't understand. You just sit and you just bang on these things. It's yeah, you like, go out, you well, take the no. big smash, and then you like gesture at the gong, like, look at that. Hey, yeah. it's still ringing. No. So one thing that's that's maybe um, something about the gongs that people don't know is the mallets are almost as important as the gongs themselves. So I have a variety of, of different types of mallets. Each mallet produces its own type of sound. So um, just as the gongs do, like a really small gong produces a certain sound, a really large gong produces a certain sound. Different sizes produce a, a very particular kind of sound. Or I'm sorry, different styles. So there's hang gongs, bao gongs, chow gongs. Um, and these are all Chinese variety. Then there's symphonic gongs that uh, companies like Paiste make um, that are tuned to specific tones, notes. And um, you know all of those have a different sound. And then you play them with different mouths and they sound completely different in some cases. So the mallets are really important. And yeah, I guess that's the part that you you, you might want to come just um, in terms of watching because I don't just bang away at these things. You know, you can get these very subtle tones. And so my approach to gongs is to not necessarily create this percussive sound, but to make these very long tones that happen. Um, and I feel like that's what really makes it more of a, a meditative experience because it's not so much about watching a percussionist perform. It's more about like really being in wonder about what am I hearing right now? What is that? Because Chinese gongs have such a complex frequency to them. There's all sorts of weird things happening that sometimes you can hear voices or choirs singing, and you know certainly that's not happening. <laughs> right, but there's an interpretive element to it while you're meditating. Uh, yeah. I have a theater background, and uh, a lot of times for warm-ups or for like centering exercises, we kind of do the thing where we walk through every part of our body and try to relax, then double relax, and just really like feel that you've let everything go. And I, I related to your your anecdote about people falling asleep because that was always the struggle is like how do I relax so completely but then not like just go the next step which is to go to bed right right yeah and that's okay you know, if they do go to bed, all good. In the, it, in, in the yoga setting, in the music setting, it, it would be awkward. Right. You know? They just can't be in a particularly complicated pose. Yeah. You don't want them to fall down. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. So what else are you doing for the wellness festival? You said that you're doing the DJing. Tell me a little bit about the nutritional side, too. Is that factoring in? Sure. So on Saturday, I'll be giving a talk on whole grain nutrition. So for my the, the job that I have in marketing, I deal a lot with, with whole grains. Um, like I said, I was at a conference last week. They're you know, just talking one-on-one -on -one with people about uh, different types of whole grains. Ancient grains are kind of a really big thing right now. And it's interesting because they're these really, really old, um, you know, they're called ancient grains and people are sort of discovering them new now. Um, like typical varieties of wheat that exist right now are very different than the ancient varieties of wheat. And people are discovering that the nutrition is completely different with the ancient varieties and the new ones. You know, there's so many people that have sensitivity to gluten now and that are, you know, going gluten-free and avoiding anything with, with grains in them. But what's interesting is it's not possibly not the, the, the gluten or the grains themselves that are causing the issue, but it's the, the modification of, of those standard grains that have happened over time that our bodies aren't, you know, understanding how to process those easily. And that's what's causing the issues. Ancient grains haven't been modified as much over time. So I mean, like cross pollinization, basically over time, farmers have sought to create ways to make more products at a, at a lower cost. So right. they'll cross pollinate to make different strains that are, you know, grow more plentiful or, you know, what have that are losing some of the, the nutrients 
nutrient quality, but also it's it's affecting that uh, structure of the plant itself that our bodies just are have difficulty with. And it's it's you know it's it's more and more. I mean, every day I think there's people that are realizing they have some kind of sensitivity to things. So ancient grains, you know, there's no guarantee it won't have an effect on you, but supposedly those have less effect on people than than the standard ones. So kind of a big thing right now. And all the nutrients that are in these things are are sort of you know they're important nutrients. And as we're as a society eliminating those from our diets, you know we're missing out on, on all those benefits. So um, it's important to figure out how we can get those uh, without causing ourselves any harm, obviously. Cool. Uh, anything else about the Wellness Festival coming up this weekend? Well, I'm excited for it. It's the first one. And of course, with that, you know, everyone's excited about it going well, but I hope it's it's well enough that it helps it continue next year and it becomes an annual thing. I think there's a lot of potential for it, like a lot of new people that could come in the mix every year. And as long as there's interest, which it seems like Door County is really open to some of the ideas that are being presented here and, and what it represents and what it's about. I never came up here for that reason, but I know like people really view Door County as an escape from the hecticness of life and trying to get out of, you know, the usual day-to-day stuff. And, you know, even though it's pretty close by where most visitors live, it really feels like you've gone to another place. So I think something like a wellness festival here really makes a lot of sense. It, it is kind of a, a good refresh for your mind and body and then, you know, go back to your life wherever and hopefully are rejuvenated. Well, and it's a good, it's a good companion to all of the active things that are going on up here. I mean, a lot of people, I, w- I would even say most people come up here to get out on the water or get out on a trail, experience nature, do all of that kind of stuff. This is the perfect companion to that. Exactly. Yep, I agree. What do you have coming up for this season, John? Anything exciting going on? Uh, just, you know, trying to stay focused on the shop and deal with that. And hopefully um, that is something that we have to deal with a lot and um, keeping busy there. Um, and then, like I said, just doing a lot with music and, you know, doing as much work as I can between the job and that. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us. Thank you, Celeste, for joining us today. Uh, and I look forward to checking you out at the Wellness Festival, finally discovering what gong meditation actually is, because now you've piqued my curiosity. So uh, that'll be really cool. And uh, yeah, enjoy the event. And I, I can't wait to see how it all goes down. Great. Thanks, Andrew. For more Door County news, interviews, and exclusive content, check us out at DoorCountyPulse.com or pick up this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse available every Friday. Don't forget to subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast to get new episodes delivered straight to your device twice a week. Thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast.